Welcome back to Beyond Culture. We are a podcast that attempts to bridge the gap between culture and politics. I'm your host, Ivan, and I got my co-host, Abel, with me. And in the building, we got a special guest, Daniel and GNG. But thank you for coming in. Thank you for inviting me. Daniel, I always give him the the nickname for those who don't know it's in French. It's uh, his um, one of his middle one of his middle name is Sagesse. So my name for him is Sagestation. You know, it's a it's a play on words for those who understand and those who don't. Uh, today we'll be talking about uh, big tech. Anything that has to do with technology, how it lumps in with social media, all that stuff. I wanted to get started with, because um, last night I watched a documentary on Cambridge Analytica. Yeah. Like I, I kind of heard about the story well after the election, but I didn't realize how insane what they were doing was. Like I didn't realize that how targeted these, how targeted their strategy was. Because originally, like we'll get into that when we do the Obama episode. Obama was like really one of the first politicians to win on by using big data whether it was through tv or social media facebook obama was one of the masters of using ads that in a sense were targeted to certain you know certain cohorts he's one of the first ones to do that so what we saw with cambridge analytica was insane like in the in the documentary on netflix it shows uh basically they have they're not just targeting like random people like they're targeting what they they bracket them like that group their name is persuadables mm-hmm. so these are the people that could be swayed one way or the other there's some people like some of us in this room like doesn't matter what ads i show you or what i tell you you will not change your mind on what you want or what you're going to vote for but there's some people like it's so refined like their their data points are so refined that they find those people whose personalities push them to be persuade, per- persuaded you know how, one how way do they, like how do they find they literally they build they build up your personality with oh. data points so with those data points that are part of your personality mm-hmm. they know your personality and they can t- determine whether you're persuadable or you're not oh so what they will do is that they have like certain whatever sectors are looking at because especially during the election mm-hmm. it was swing states so Wisconsin, Michigan, Florida, these types of states, they would go in the state and then they would look for persuadables in different, different counties. Cause yeah. enough persuadables gives you turns, can turn a whole state red, you yeah. know? So they would literally micro target like persuadables with these ads that just completely get, that could, that persuaded people to, you know, change the vote, whatever, whichever way they were blowing, right? And I'm like, yo, that's so nuts. Cause it's not only like, it's not only that you're like people are obviously giving their data data information online, but it's mm-hmm. but you're in a sense you're changing somebody's psych psychology mm-hmm. with data. Like yeah. it's I don't know. For me, that was really insane to find out. So basically, you're saying online they have like a a, a bunch of data on you. Mm-hmm. They keep they, they they acquire the data about yeah. all the things you buy, all the things you do. Yeah, even the the smallest things. For example, at home you speak with a. Uh, Alexa. Yeah, Alexa, mm-hmm. exactly. Or the yeah. Google Home. Mm-hmm. You know, they have actually found that uh, the Google Home and Alexa are spying on you. Uh, oh, so it's true? Yeah. There is. What? <laughs> so they built like an online identity of everyone. Mm-hmm. And thanks to that uh, identity, they're going to target people for whatever Dang. objectives they have, you know? Because you're at home with those things, you so you just say like, I want put play this song or 
open the lights so they can know like when you're awake exactly. when you're asleep. so you, you also have to realize for the alexa to work it has to be listening all the time eventually right mm-hmm. for the keyword hey google mm-hmm. it has to be listening before the keyword oh. and even after you even if even after you're done mm-hmm. talking to it it gives you the answer but after that it's still it's listening. still listen yeah so let's say you and i don't know your wife your wife you're having a fight mm-hmm It's also listening to it. Mm-hmm. And at one point, someone point, uh, someone said online that, uh, they were having an argument, uh, his wife and him. Mm-hmm. And at some point, Alexa said, let's change the subject. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> That weird. is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's data and, uh, just is. how much, just how much data actually, uh, is how much data you, you can, these companies are actually like uh, acquiring from people. getting from people and you the know? funny thing is uh, we're giving it to them without even knowing it mm-hmm. it's not even without knowing it we're we're happy to give it exactly you know? yeah. it's like so, we've been uh, like brainwashed to, mm-hmm. to, 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 to will to I don't know if you were in my oh no maybe not we had a class I had a class with Jackie T maybe it was business or something yeah. and then he was talking about how uh, how like the government Some, like people were in the class were like, oh man, I can't be the government could be here listening to us or whatever. And to me, and for me, I was in the class. I'm like, I don't give a damn. I'm not a terrorist. I don't give a damn. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I really don't give a damn. But I realized I should, I should because they literally are taking my whole personality. Your yeah. whole life is online. Yeah. But, yeah. And you know what's weird about this whole thing with, with tech and data is that It's never the government doing it now. Mm-hmm. It's just a bunch of big companies that have, they have this like commercial incentives, you know, like yeah, to, to get your data and to, to sell it and just to, to profit from it. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's another sort of, um, but I feel like if you say it's not the government, it's kind of is the government because there wouldn't be the government if you didn't have those, uh, super rich people you know because mm-hmm. in a way the super rich people finance the government mm-hmm. and in it in a sense you kind of because it it, it kind of goes hand in hand no because these are these firms that are building up the data or whatever then after they become government contracted right exactly. so in a sense they exactly. kind of eventually yeah, well what's scarier is when government decides decides to use those the tech that uh, these companies have mm-hmm. for their own purposes. So if yeah. you look at, uh, let's say, Singapore or China, they they use the tech from the private companies that that they develop, whether it's facial recognition or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever these sort of tech they, they have, this surveillance tech they have now, they use it for their own purposes. So that's when it becomes scary. But my point was, it's just weird that it's not the government per se that's going and developing because yeah, if you yeah, look yeah. at the history of uh surveillance it's mm-hmm. been the government it's the government that tries to spy that finances mm-hmm. that finances projects yeah, sure, to, sure. To, yeah. to spy and to get these sort of data and and, and information and back then it was well let, let's say before the age of uh like big tech it used like it used to be hard for the government to get that much information because mm-hmm. no one's just willing to give the government that much information yeah. and open up their privacy that easy but now you have well you have these companies they they give you a nap here and there and you're like oh man yeah that's right that's true because in the past they used to like send spies you know mm-hmm. actual people to mm-hmm. other 
to other countries in order to gather information. But now you have, you have internet. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You're connected from. No, and people are giving it willingly. You're exactly. giving your data willingly. Exactly. You know. Mm-hmm. So that's another ball game because. And the funny thing is, like, that for, for example, someone in China and someone in the United States. Social media, you, you see people from the government posting stuff that they shouldn't even post, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're just willingly giving information that you shouldn't give. So. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, um, I think that's what uh, opened the doors to for the um, for WikiLeaks to get the Hillary Clinton's oh, emails. Exactly. Because as soon as you, as soon as you mess up, like the, those guys, those little yeah, firms, yeah. like like what was the name of the one that took all of. Uh, Hillary Clinton's email, I forgot what I forgot what was the name, but a rush a Russian one of those Russian oh, firms, yeah, like I they were able to able to hack her emails mm-hmm. and get it. Like it's like, it's like wasn't it like I remember there's like Lucifer something. Yeah, but it's just Lucifer. I don't know those things. That, like the fact that they could hack into Hillary Clinton's emails is like, yeah, it's man, it's it's weird now with technology, man. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it only takes one email that you open and. Oh yeah, because we always get those emails, those weird ones, and or the then, phone calls. Oh yeah, the phone, phone calls. Oh dang, yeah, um, yeah. Because in the Cambridge Analytica case, because um, on top of on top of also knowing who's a persuadable, is the ads that they use. The ad would specifically trigger you mm-hmm. for you to want to like. Let's say because I could I could actually I could realistically see it affecting a lot of people who are on the let's say, in the political aisle, they're, like, right in the middle. Like, if a firm like Cambridge Analytica, Cambridge Analytica is usually hired by the DNC, by, not the DNC, by the Republicans, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, bas- basically, if you show a person, a moderate person, how, like, some most, the most extreme cases of, like, stuff coming from the left, show them Antifa, you show them, you show them Elizabeth Warren saying, I'm going to take your money and going like this. Like, you just show all these extreme cases, you show, like, I don't know, like recently there was a, a conference for like, I forgot it was like a, a, a liberal thing. And then you see people like saying, oh, a uh, point of privilege. And they say oh, what yeah, they want to say. That. And then the, the guy's like, I would like people to stop whispering because I'm, I'm sensitive to that. And then somebody's like, oh, don't use gender, whatever. And it was so extreme. If you push those, yeah. you, you cut them out and do those ads and mm-hmm. push them to a moderate person. For them to look at the left and be like, nah, man, yeah. it, that ain't for me. Yeah, like what's even weird, it's not how those data is used for political reasons, such as influencing votes. You also have it, you have it used for market market uh, reasons, so mm-hmm. just to, to get money out of people, you know? So, mm-hmm. You know, so you have, a, let's say you're, like it, we all know this, let's say you'll go online and look for, uh, I don't know whatever product you're looking for. Whether it's let's say you're trying to buy a laptop, mm-hmm. and then uh, you just had one search on Google, and then for the next three weeks you'll just be getting ads mm-hmm. left and right on every website you're mm-hmm. on. You'll just be getting ads of sure. this sort of laptop, that sort of laptop, and coming to to your eyes. Well, in some sense, it's helpful, you know, but, but uh, it also creeps you out. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it is. Like creepy. The same thing happens with YouTube. Let's say I just wanna. I just ha- I just want to watch one video, hmm. so I type it on YouTube. I watch one video, mm-hmm. then I quit YouTube, and then I reopen YouTube, and it's everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, 
Yeah, that's what's that's what's nuts about it, cause it's cause it's one of those where like even me like going through our YouTube channel, like preparing promotions and whatever, like the options they gave me to target certain people, I can target a person based on their income. Oh, okay. They have the brackets mm-hmm. and they're like for those for those who I don't know how they have their income information, but they're like you do you want to target fifty k and up, forty k and up, twenty k and up? I'm like. Who's giving their, who's giving <laughs> their salary on you, like on Google or whatever? Cause these things, like, like we just see it as YouTube, but YouTube, YouTube does ads through Google. Mm-hmm. And you look at something like Instagram, Instagram, you know, by itself, but Instagram does ads through Facebook. Yeah. So all these data points like, are all like interconnecting. And it's like, I don't know. Like it was crazy. Like even on, on the Netflix, when they, when that lady said that, data has become more valuable than oil mm-hmm. i'm like we're in scary times yep. man yeah scary sure. times yeah i remember like i i watched a, a podcast with some lady who she wrote a book called surveillance capitalism mm-hmm. so she's basically detailing how these companies are are getting data and like getting data and using it as free material to to basically make predictions over like over human behavior, you know? So like, it's, it's so weird once you actually start to think what all these data, all the data you're giving this company actually means. So for example, like I am, um, so I I downloaded an app to, uh, to track the, my, my sleep, you know, when I sleep, I just record and like know how many hours I got. And mm-hmm. if it was, if I, how does that even work? Hmm? How did it, how does it know when it, you're awake? You touch it? Some no, you, you put it on like when you're just about to go to sleep, you'll just say like, you'll just put it on. Yeah, and then some, when you wake up, you'll like, you turn it off. Yeah. But like, uh, some, how, how, yeah, you can, some of them listen to uh, your breathing, your breathing and how, like when it slows this, down, yeah. it knows your uh, sleep. How much, yes, yeah. the, the noise you make. Like when you're in deep sleep or REM sleep or just, you know, falling asleep. Mm-hmm. yeah and i so, can see this go wrong so bad <laughs> it, it's yeah it's like um i was thinking about it it, it is valuable you know because you can actually yeah, know how sure, many sure. hours of sleep you're getting and if you can actually sure. you need you, to fix something you know if you can gather enough information on your customers you can definitely make a lot of money mm-hmm. yeah like, yeah yeah like i know target they used to be one of the first people to gather information on their uh, on their customers so for example Using the habits of how you shop, what mm-hmm. you search online, they gathered information to find who's pregnant, when they're due, and what. So, so what they did is send send uh, pregnancy ads to the to the customers in advance of the pregnancy, and they're even shocked. Some people didn't even know they were pregnant. Oh my god! They got the ads. You know what's even weird? <laughs> and then a few sorry, and then yeah, a few weeks ahead. ago, and then a few weeks later, they found out they're pregnant, and they're like. What? Man. Oh, man. That's, that's, that's weird. That's like super creepy. I was, um, I remember just the turning off from the data a little bit. So even what's changed now, because people used to, like a lot of these tech companies used to have data. What's changed is that now they have better algorithm and more, you're getting a lot of technology to analyze the data. So that, that's when, AI comes into play, you know? Mm-hmm. So with AI, these companies are able to actually make 
to to use to make these the data that they have to become useful so for example so i remember i don't know where i read this i think uh i might have read it in uh yuval noah's uh, yuval noah harari on uh, in his book he's a uh, is an israeli uh historian yeah. he writes about tech and the future of of tech and the, what tech will probably mean as a AI or whatever, mm -hmm. but he was talking about Facebook. Facebook actually had an algorithm that was able to predict if someone was gay or not. <laughs> With what? like a 90, I mean, 90, 95%. It makes you think uh, why you want to know Accuracy. You know? it, it's funny because it, it makes me think about the episodes from The Office where Andy wanted to know whether he was gay. <laughs> Remember, he goes around, yeah. he goes Oscar, am I gay? <laughs> yeah, or when uh, Dwight got a gaydar. Oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. That was hilarious. But so imagine, well, imagine he was talking about how, let's say, has Facebook was able to get at that algorithm. Imagine Facebook being able to commercialize that data. So send, for example, Coca-Cola. The example used was, imagine, so Facebook knows that you're gay and you may or may not know, you know, a lot of people like find out their, they discover their sexuality as they grow older than, mm -hmm. you know, not, yeah. it's not when they're young. So imagine Facebook knows that data and you don't know it. And then they sell to, they sell that data to uh, Coca-Cola and then Coca-Cola, instead of putting an ad of like a woman with, you know, like, yeah, for sure. For of sure. a woman in a, in an ad, if they'll put a, let's say a guy with abs and, this in no, an ad and yeah on coca-cola and s target you with that ad mm -hmm. and all of that is happening without you knowing first not knowing okay. not knowing that like <laughs> some information yeah. about yourself mm -hmm. and then not knowing what's happening in the background with your the data that you're creating mm -hmm. and not knowing who's involved in the uh Basically, who has the data that you, you're creating you know so mm -hmm. yeah, you're not even aware of the network of of data where do you guys think the line is draw is drawn like from pure, pure purely commercial mm -hmm. and business to like it just crosses like a whole ethical line like it's just it's just it's just morally it's wrong like where do you guys where would you guys where would you say the line is crossed like for me the line would be um as long as people know what what happening to them yeah uh, as long as people know that uh if you're a company and you use the data that you take from people without them knowing that's mm -hmm. that's already crossing the line for me you know? mm -hmm. yeah yeah like i would go off of what you're saying there for me it's just the transparency yeah like how transparency, transparent yeah. these companies are about how, how much data they're getting from you like i was reading um some of these companies actually like i don't know if it's facebook but they basically there's so much data they take like how how many like how many scrolls you take or for example how many times you open the app or it's like it's just weird how much data these companies actually collect so just knowing like it would be quite it would be quite good to know how much you know like to know how much data is being collected and it be not just have it buried in some user agreement term like on like the 116th page or something like mm -hmm. actually have it front in the front there and people knowing accessibly having access to 
to whatever data they actually produce that too i think that would be like that would be uh helpful to like for you to actually have access to that data and mm -hmm. another thing too is that i think in europe there's a there's a law in the eu i think there's a law of that allows someone to actually delete their digital footprint so let's say if you like you want to erase your data on all these sites whether it's youtube facebook or whatever and you want all of it to be gone mm -hmm. you're you're able to do that in uh, the eu but it's not possible in north america mm. so i think that that too should be an option for people to actually actually be able to say okay i don't want this but um, my digital footprint to be out there and that to be out. i'm not really sure about the delete your whole data online thing mm -hmm. I don't know if it's, it's actually possible, but one other point I wanted to, uh, to mention is, uh, we talked about data that they hide, they, they provide you and mm -hmm. all the data you have access to, but there's also the data they're hiding from you, you know, mm -hmm. like, as, like censorship. There's a, there's a lot of censorship in, in the, in the internet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good thing you bring up because I think one was, it's like, it's, it's funny. You look at like those, I call it, it's like a raid. Like when the, let's say when CPP, like, custom uh the the border patrol they just they have a list of people they're trying to get deported so they just raid everybody mm -hmm. so i think it was like a month ago two months ago yeah. where the social media just raided a lot of these uh like social media like quote-unquote influencers and political commentators like that was nuts it was like louis farrakhan uh, i think laura loomer oh, alex like, alex joe yeah censored oh. them so mm -hmm. Alex Jones. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> if you, like, I, I did an experiment, like, last week or something. If mm -hmm. you compare the search, search engines, on one side you have Google, on the other side you have uh, Bing, mm -hmm. uh, uh, somewhere else you have Yahoo, and then you have DuckDuckGo, right? Mm -hmm. If you search something like Bill Clinton or Hillary Clinton on Google, on all of those uh, search engines, the suggestions are, like, censored on google mm -hmm. and the rest are not at all like you guys can do the experiment you, you'll see google has only the positive sides of those people oh bing has like bill clinton um uh, and all the the negative things about him mm -hmm. like i search bush too like just B bush mm -hmm. google has positive things the other have like 9 11 i'm like mm -hmm. whoa that's crazy. So they're hiding. Def they're definitely. Hiding I didn't even. I, I didn't even. I didn't even take in how deep that was because I, because I seen some stuff about Google searches, but it's like I never really thought about how much censorship you could do just yeah, from that. Because censorship, cause, like, it's crazy now. Because when we search things up, we just go. We, we write it, and yeah, then so we, yeah. that's that's also another thing I wanted to 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 bring up. Like when you do when you do a search on Google, what's the 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 the, the, the site you click on? It's like the top five or something. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Well, the AI in Google, uh, uh, actually, like, chooses the five, the, the top five websites in order to, like, mm -hmm. um, only suggest what they think is the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause I do, I do see that a lot of time when I'm, when I'm searching something and I always, every time I, cause I know, I just know the first, even the first six, I'm like, yo, this is BS. I, I literally go all the way because even some yeah, my exactly. some my search up, and I and it's funny, like I only recently I've started seeing they put a little sign right next to it that says add, yeah, add, 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 and that's when I'm like, okay, I know this is BS, BS. It's not what I'm looking sure, for. Yeah. 
that's the first time I really started seeing ad ad. Like, but before it was just like, it, this like is what it is. In the DuckDuckGo, the the search engine I use now, yeah. Like I, I'd search something on Google and the same thing on DuckDuckGo. Mm-hmm. But like the first thing on DuckDuckGo mm-hmm. is like the last thing on Google, or mm-hmm. even in the last in the last last page. Mm-hmm. Like, and I guess it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a problem if. It was like consistent throughout the search yeah. engines, but the fact that it's not consistent is like an and the, alarm. The, the thing is, DuckDuckGo uses search provided by Google. Oh, okay. So, did, why why is it different? Yeah, They're obviously trying to promote a certain. Like, image. Are they using the same algorithm? Yeah, yeah, it's from Google. The same. Uh, no, no, not the same algorithm because they don't promote the same thing. But mm-hmm. It's the same. Search. No, because Google. The thing is, the problem with Google, a lot of people say talk about censorship, but. Google has a sort of, they have an algorithm that they obviously they won't disclose. I don't think they, yeah, they, they won't disclose. Like they disclose, content. you know, so, but their algorithm, there are a bunch of stuff that they won't, they'll, they'll censor. So for example, if it's like it's some violent videos or whatever, they don't want that to pop up on, uh, on the top yeah, of the results, be looking at it, yeah. you know, or like it just, let's say child pornography or th- that kind of thing, you know, like they, they, they'll have, they have to censor for sure. They have to, yeah, I they have like to censor, um, a certain, a certain level of censorship in their results. So, so in their algorithm, it's, and also they, they'll try to optimize it to get, the best result that there is out there. But we, that's the, why Google is the number one. Yeah. But the issue there is that. Well, people don't know exactly how the algorithm works and it's understandable because that's, that's their business, right? Mm-hmm. You're not just going to give your algorithm to your competitors. You know, but I understand the, well, there's the issue of the ads ones. You know, if I don't, I don't know if they just recently started putting the saying that it's actually an ad deferred, like f- in the first few results that you get. Yeah. But if, they didn't do that before. That's an issue. But then the other thing too is that with Google and uh, if you want to compare with other search engines, first of all, they have more scrutiny than than DuckDuckGo or whatever. If Google messes up one thing, it'll be it'll be really really big, and there'll be Congress hearings here and there. You know, com- yeah. in co- comparison to DuckDuckGo because it's like it's super small. I think Google has like maybe ninety or ninety five percent. Uh, market share of this, like on of the search engine market, you know. So, uh, but also Google has more data than anybody else there. That's why the the competition is not even close at all. Yeah, even even if the competition isn't isn't close, but like it's not because it's a big company that everyone trusts that it's always gonna tell no, you. I'm not truth. saying you should trust it. I'm just saying that. And also, like, mm-hmm. I, I agree with you on the, the like, you, you gotta censor some things, but mm-hmm. like, other things you just, you, you, people have the right to know, you know, what's happening in the world. Like, yeah, you're kind of, in a way, censoring the truth. Yeah, they're censoring things that could affect people's lives. Yeah, but I don't like, know if you could tell whether it's, okay, I don't know if you could actually tell whether it's like a political, because I feel like the implication here is like, it's a, some sort of like a political based censorship or ideological censorship. I don't know if you could tell if it's that or it's just like basically the technical censorship that you have to make in order to run the business. So you have to, well, you have to censor some types of content online, right? Like 
as we talked before, you have to censor those types of uh, content and then you have to optimize your algorithm, right? So as a consequence, you're not going to have the same result on Google and then uh, on Bing. Bing. And you have to keep in mind that Google has more data than uh, Bing and probably all of them combined. They have way, way more data in terms of the results, the result that people, when you you search on Google and which uh, links you actually click, so they have more data on that sort of thing. So they they are able to to have a like a monopoly. Yeah, their algorithm is is um, can be optimized to be more efficient than all these other other search results. That's that's why you'll probably see on on uh, if you search on Bing like uh, yeah from the like a smaller website pop up there and say like if you're looking for. Bill Clinton, you know. Yeah, from the business point of view, I think it makes. You pause it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, from a from a business point of view, it makes sense because you want to make the more money, the most money you can. But from an ethical point of view, I think it it doesn't make any sense. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, sure. You got you can you can censor stuff in order to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not just business. Well, it's also. It's also ethical, right? In terms of if you have to keep out uh, stuff like uh, like violent, like violent videos away from from the top search, top results on the search. Yeah, that's that pretty sense. ethical, that you know. But other things, you 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 you, I mean, yeah. Like I said, from a business point of view, it makes sense because you you obviously after money, but like then I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, it's up to people to do their own research in order mm-hmm. to find out the truth because mm-hmm. Google is not going to tell you all the, all the truth all the time, you know? Yeah. yeah so, well, what's concerning, just one more, sorry, one more thing to add. What's concerning is the fact that it's a monopoly. Basically, Google has a monopoly over search engines, yep. you know? Yeah. So, well, that is concerning because there's a, there's a lack of competition out there and, well, we rely on search engines for a lot now in our society. We, like I can't even begin to imagine how how many times people use Google. like how many times and for what purposes people use Google daily, you know. So that's I think that's that would be my concern is the fact that Google is pretty much and it's not just Google, it's all of these big tech companies are almost I would say and they are a monopoly in in their narrow field, you know. So if you look at Facebook. Facebook pretty much is a monopoly in terms of what they do. So some people will point to Twitter, but Twitter is not the same world as, as Facebook. Facebook owns Instagram. It owns face, uh, WhatsApp now. So like, if you look at how big that is, how much data that they, they, they're able to produce, like that, that is concerning. And, uh, yeah, I remember in one of the hearings, I, it was either a Google executive or, Mark Zuckerberg, they asked, uh, they asked them, what's your competitor out there? And they're like, oh yeah, I think it was Zuckerberg. And I was like, sir, uh, congressman, we have a lot of competition. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's not able to, 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 to actually name a good, a competitive, uh, a competition out there. So, but yeah. is it on dumb to have a competitor? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. How much do you? Do you do you say do, would you say there's something wrong with the fact that they don't don't have a competitor? Like have they done anything wrong? Oh, to have not- they done anything wrong? 
well, not not anything like that's crazy wrong than you you would see in like a, in industries. But it's just that it's it's just the nature of of their companies, you know. So, for example, Google. Like I, I remember, I was listening to uh, a, another episode. They're analyzing basically what Google is and what it means. So, to be a competitor of Google, you don't just need money or you don't just need money or good engineers or a good algorithm you need time you need the time that google has had to amass all that data that they have mm-hmm. now you know so to be a competitive a competitor of google you'll probably need like google to shut down and for you to run your search engine for like five to ten years and monopolize the game to actually mm-hmm. compete with google so they're like 10 years ahead of ahead of time you know and and even even and even after like even after if Google shuts down mm-hmm. like two years after, mm-hmm. yeah, like look for like, mm-hmm. like Google has become an habit, an habit, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you have a question in mind, directly Google it. Like we even say Google it. Mm-hmm. You know how that 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 just shows how the the presence of Google in our lives, you know. Yeah, and another thing too is like if you look at Facebook in terms of competition. Sorry. Um, they have, I think, over 2 billion users. In the, like, out of 7 billion people in the world, they have like 2 billion users. How do you compete with that? You can't. You know, it's, it's just so, it's just so unheard of. Like these, the monopolies and the power that these tech companies are getting yeah. are just unprecedented. If you look at the, the monopolies that existed in the world in, let's say, the 20th century. So with, let's say, big, car manufacturing companies or with oil companies whatever it was not this big you know like mm-hmm. they were not able to monopolize and be more technologically advanced than other other companies that in the way that uh, let's say facebook and google are right now google owns youtube too which is yeah like yeah. Well, what other website is there out there that you can point to maybe vimeo but that's not even who uses it that's not close at all that's like yeah you know so like the the competition there but what's even the i don't i really think i don't see it slowing down like what's we don't have there's no solution to this to be honest people are people are trying to come up with solutions but nobody has seen this before right yeah and what scares me is how these people try to overreach how these companies try to well Sorry, just I'll just yeah, make right, like ahead. two quick points. So I just remember to to your question that whether they they've done something wrong. I don't think they've done like anything like you can say Ill, like illegal, but you can say some unethical stuff. Yeah. So for example, look at what Google, uh, Facebook did. They tried to buy Snapchat, but the people at Snapchat were like, "Fuck you, we're not selling Snapchat." That would have been nuts. You know, that would have been really crazy. yeah. And what happened is what happened is. After that, Google, Facebook just copied Snapchat, mm-hmm. and yeah. you just created stories, right? That's pretty, no. like that's pretty unethical, it's right? That's funny, yeah. You know, so if Wait, you, who, you think Facebook or Instagram copies Snapchat, everything, well, everything copies Snapchat. Well, Facebook owns Instagram. 
Yeah. They okay. bought Instagram. So they yeah, basically yeah, yeah. copied Snapchat in, in Instagram and they, oh, mm-hmm. I think now they have stories on Facebook too. Even yeah, they stories. do. Even YouTube has stories. Yeah, and we and, and we used to laugh at the fact that there were stories on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, now, now people it's a are thing. using it. It's a thing. Uh, another one that was kind of identical. So look at um, WhatsApp. When they acquired WhatsApp, they, I think they, they bought it for $1 billion, which... People thought that was uh, like big money, but it really wasn't. If you look, it's, it's nothing. If you look back now, but what happened is that Zuckerberg, with his plans, actually, Eleni, uh was he just basically pushed out the the guys who founded uh, WhatsApp. Those mm-hmm. guys aren't; they don't work uh, for with Facebook anymore. They just oh, basically he, he left the company. Them? Huh? He alienated them. Yeah, yeah. Like pretty much they. They, they didn't, they disagreed with the way he wanted to run the business. And then, um, uh, yeah, they decided to leave the company, mm-hmm. you know, so that's kind of sketchy. It's not like, it's not illegal or anything, but it's just sketchy, you know? Um, yeah, you, I think you had, you wanted to interject. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So, you know, you, you said, you know how you said, uh, YouTube is owned by Google, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you search something on YouTube, it's it's the same thing. Like the 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 the, the results are always biased. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to promote the mainstream media, mm-hmm. but YouTube, like YouTube, was created for everyone to to be successful, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they always put at the top like the big the big uh the the mainstream media like BBC, uh, CNN, mm-hmm. all those. But at the very end, you have those those the, the fringe people. ones. Yeah. 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 On the criticisms part, I think. YouTube deserves a lot of criticism because, first of all, it has become a career for a lot of people, right? You yeah, have these career YouTubers, yeah. you know, but the th- the weird thing is that everybody who pr- makes videos to put, put on YouTube, all of them hate YouTube. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. the algorithm again. Once yeah. Again, the algorithm, everyone complains about it. Yeah, yeah. everybody, like a small... Like, yeah. Like I, I you'll see you watch a video by the end of it like you refresh the page it has like 30,000 views, right? Mm-hmm. But then you go back it has like 10,000 views. Like what's going on, you know? Like uh for sure YouTube like uh, the creators there the content creators on YouTube hate YouTube and that's because YouTube tries to it tries to advertise itself as a mainstream kind of focused thing you know yeah yeah. like i get the appeal because it gets that's where the money is right yeah you know so like i don't know if i would call that unethical it's just like it's just a it's a business yeah the uh, business plan there is just you know removed from the people who actually who actually made youtube what it is now you know yeah one last thing i just wanted to say about censorship if you if you you guys know about conspiracy theories, right? Yeah. Like there's a bunch of crazy things about it. Like did we actually land on the moon or something? But the mainstream media actually is it's it's crazy how 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 um, they're trying to like debunk every single conspiracy theories. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's like it's a conspiracy theory. Why do you why do you have to debunk it if it's mm-hmm. if it's not the truth? You know. But what do you think? It's it's. I feel like. Some I, I conspiracy feel, I feel theories. Like some conspiracy theories are actually true, and that's just just my point of view. But oh, there, yeah. What? I I just feel like also most conspiracy conspiracy theories. Like it's I'm just 
I obviously don't know this for sure, but most conspiracy theories are not true. So mm-hmm. I would feel like there needs to be some sort of, because you can't have stuff spreading like Alex Jones was spreading mm-hmm. about the Sandy Hook kids. You know how he said it wasn't those little kids, those kids that died were actors or whatever. Like it didn't happen, but mm-hmm. it did happen. Yeah. So I think conspiracy theories, it's all fine until it becomes dangerous, dangerous you mm-hmm. know? And it starts, you talk, talking about life and death. That's when that's is a problem. Yeah. I can have to disagree a bit because even though some of them may be really false, but like, why do you, why do you make it like your job, your life's job to like, every time something comes up, you gotta, you gotta shut it down, you know? Well, like at some, at some point, I feel like they're just trying to shove into your mind this one idea that this is the truth mm. and everything else. Don't follow it. Don't even bother following it. Well, conspiracy theories have to be held up to, 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 to the, yeah, to the light. Like if your conspiracy theory, I put your conspiracy theory and I put some facts with it. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, this conspiracy theory seems to basically debunk these so-called facts. I'm like, this thing might be true. Your conspiracy, mm-hmm. but if I look at your conspiracy theory and I look at the facts, I'm like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I you know. Yeah. Like, let's say, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I'll just interject, but yeah. there's, you have like a lot of these conspiracy theories sometimes are like cultish, you know, like yeah, they get yeah, yeah. like a following and you, do you actually have to be pro proactive in terms of like getting that out of people's minds. And sometimes it doesn't matter how much fact there is in terms of, uh, it, it, against the conspiracy theory. So look mm. at the flat earth conspiracy theory, for example. Yeah. That, you know? that of course is kind of stupid. You, you know, like it, come on, man. You, it, it, I don't know what sort of evidence. I'm pretty sure if you took a flat earther and you actually just took him to the international space uh, thing, uh, space station, space station, that person, and seeing the earth being, you know, around, I'm pretty sure that person would still have doubt. So, yeah, but like, like Ivan said, uh, uh, you got to look at the facts, right? Mm-hmm. But we need to realize that today into that today uh, society mm-hmm. some facts are just manufactured right mm-hmm. like we 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 got to a point where they want us to believe some things like they try their best to make us think this is true and this is false so some facts are actually made just to 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 uh, just to, the wearing or it's- yeah so some facts are just made to make you believe something like mm-hmm. i'll i'll take something that's very uh uh, people have like it's a, it's a taboo it's a taboo right mm-hmm. the the moon landing mm-hmm. many people say we landed on the moon others say we don't like if you look at the facts like they use technology that that, were, that was less powerful than my cell phone mm-hmm. right yeah and the some like the guy some guy who was actually on the mission said uh, the technology we used we cannot replicated because it was too complex or something but like it it was less powerful than your phone so it makes you kind of think what actually happened i'm not saying they didn't land on the moon (laughs) or anything that's my own opinion right well do you believe they landed on the moon it's kind of it's kind of hard to believe man like when the mission uh, was launched right united states and russia they had a big fight or something Mm -hmm. like russia wanted to be the first one to land on the moon like they were pretty like violent about it, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, United States landed on the moon, and and Russia just completely sh- shut 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 its mouth about it. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, 
Okay, let's turn off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's, let's, let's change the shop. Okay, yeah, let's move on to uh, like AI. some other tech subject. So the big tech, the big tech uh, topic now that you hear every everywhere in the media and pretty much like in every single field is AI, artificial intelligence. You hear it um, in the finance world, or you hear it uh, in in terms of uh, like in the health sector, so with hospitals and that kind of stuff, you're hearing it with the transportation, with Ubers and others, or with the Teslas and uh, self-driving cars, you know? So AI is the big, like, is the big thing, is the big thing in tech, I, I feel like, you know? But uh, yeah, I want to ask you, since you're, you have a tech background, you, uh, you you do electrical engineering at Ryerson, yep. so I want to get your take on artificial intelligence and what you think it, it'll mean for uh, for our society. So if you if you don't mind, can you like introduce people to artificial intelligence and just give some background knowledge on it? Yeah. So um, yeah, a lot of people have been introduced to artificial artificial intelligence mm-hmm. through video games, for example. Like the enemies are designed in a way to react like you make an action and the enemies react to that action mm-hmm. and you know as uh, the years have gone uh, by mm-hmm. it's gotten to a point where AI, the ai will predict where you are like mm-hmm. in some horror, horror games uh the ai predicts your movements and like if, you, if there's a monster it's gonna hide in the place they know you're gonna be next mm-hmm. so definitely ai is the next big thing for mm-hmm. example you have tesla uh the car company is trying to uh, to uh, to to get the monopoly on electric cars mm-hmm. and self-driving cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Let me give some like some background on on uh, artificial intelligence. So there's when people talk about artificial intelligence, there's two ca- categories of artificial intelligence. So there's narrow AI, which is uh, like sometimes they call like weak AI, which is just basically talking about like a system and an artificial an AI system that can that is able to do one single task so let's say a self-driving car for example that's a a weak AI or narrow AI because it's like it's only only task is basically to drive you from to drive you however it's supposed to drive you right but there's also like if you step up a bit there's general AI or strong AI, which is more complex and sophisticated. It just, um, it's more generalized and it's, it's, well, it's, there, there is no, uh, general AI yet, but basically the concept is that it would be, it would be comparable to a human being in terms of uh, achieving, uh, achieving goals. So let's say, well, as, everybody knows a human being can do a lot of can do a lot of things they can drive they can yeah they can read they can cook they can you know they can do a lot of they can learn they can learn especially learning learning is the is the it's also an important feature but learning is also part of a weak ai too because weak ai yeah self-learning has to learn but in its field in its narrow field you know so general well, when people, when you hear about the, uh, the crazy science fiction prediction of artificial intelligence, that I think most people then are, they are talking about the general artificial intelligence that could, that would be able to let's 
like drive and have like a robot that is able to like do a lot of stuff you know but uh but now we're we're still in the age of uh narrow ai in the early i would say pretty early stages of narrow ai we have like we're being initiated to yeah yeah so um it's still a question whether we will be will ever be able to to create a general artificial intelligence that is more intelligent than the average human being out there so some people agree some people disagree you know um but in terms of just narrow ai narrow ai is actually influencing a bunch of sectors you know and uh, yeah like do you have any have you had any experience with ai i don't know mm. yeah i got one in my phone uh google right mm-hmm. like i used to ask a bunch of questions to google like you get the results in like a snap of fingers but my take on ai is that um you know as we progress with technology is it's kind of i'm getting i'm kind of asking myself how how much how further can i actually go with uh the 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 progress of technology you know well like like as we head towards the closing of of the conversation where would you say what would made you i guess more comfortable and feel safer with the progress of technology would you say it would be if let's say congress or parliament in canada they would put regulations to these big tech companies like for both of you guys what would, what would make you more feel more comfortable with these advances because we're probably gonna we're gonna be way it's gonna be way more advanced than it is now you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. so what would you say what would you what would make you more comfortable with it uh that's a good question i think uh, as as long as technology doesn't enter my body then i'm comfortable because mm-hmm. I, i was watching a tedx talk mm-hmm. on youtube um there is this lady she said they're working on a, on a chip that, that they will put in people's minds so they can control their sleep. So oh people will have control over their sleep when they wake up, when they have like the will to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy, you know, yeah. like it's crazy. Well, for, just to pick up on that, basically Elon just, Elon Musk just founded a, a company that came out with that plan called Neuralink. So they're trying yeah. to, put a chip in your brain yeah so sorry yeah yes yeah so Neuralink uh, their mission is actually to connect the brain to a computer so basically they'll put a chip in there and be able to send in inputs and get outputs or that kind of stuff well Elon his uh what he wants to do is that he wants to you to be able to boost basically use that chip and and uh have some artificial intelligence coupled with it and just be directly connected to your brain so let's say if you want more memory or yeah yeah whatever whatever you want that you can let's say you want to be able to learn learn a language and just do it directly through the to the chip in inside your head mm-hmm. instead of actually waiting to go through the i think the practice of learning i think so. something else i wanted to add to the the question i even asked uh i feel comfortable with technology as long as it's it's, it's still a tool you know okay. not an enhancement mm-hmm. like in, okay i see what you're saying for example in math class using a calculator 
like you still have to know how to to do equations and stuff in, yeah. your, in your head yeah. you got to understand the process mm-hmm. but if they put a chip in your head what what's math class anymore for mm-hmm. you know yeah cuz like, i know some guys um uh, like in this room there's a guy named prince give him a calculator he still won't find the answer <laughs> yeah you got to you got to have knowledge and <laughs> yeah. use the calculator just to make no, the process quicker yeah but the the issue there is where's the line between the tool and just the enhancement so let's say mm-hmm. for example now right i don't speak spanish yeah. right but if i were in a like a spanish speaking country and yeah. then i wanted to talk to someone to ask for directions I'll go on Google Translate and be like, "Hey, translate this in Spanish," you know. Like and then that person can uh, like you know, that person can tell me the directions. Is that a tool or is that an enhancement? What's the difference between that and let's say someone who what a, a, let's say uh like there there are companies working on uh like some artificial intelligence devices that can just translate let's say you were a uh, like a earphone kind of thing and then as someone is talking let's say in Spanish you hear it in French or English you know like okay, is that so still a tool like a earpiece or something yeah like a earpiece is that still a tool that's or a, an enhancement that to me is a tool i feel like it's a tool yeah what if but you not, did it like directly through a chip a chip in your inside, brain inside your brain but that's i feel like that would be more an enhancement because like i said the the lady said they were working on something that would allow you to control when you sleep mm-hmm. so that you don't have to waste hours in bed just you know changing positions mm-hmm. hoping that you fall asleep you hit the switch you fall asleep mm-hmm. you hit one or other switch yeah, but isn't that get... a tool too no because no, but 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 yeah, you you, you, could, uh... you you hit another switch mm-hmm. and then you feel like yo i should be running going to the gym right now like you mm-hmm. feel that energy to go to the gym mm-hmm. that's not a tool anymore because it's it's changing your how... psychology exactly So cuz even even to what you said why I would say it's that is still a, like, a I just sorry yeah. like she also said she wanted they wanted because it's a company of course they wanted to reverse engineer the connections inside your neurons mm-hmm. so that they could hack it and then reconnect the network mm-hmm. that's, that's not a tool anymore yeah cuz i think it starts becoming cuz we're talking about what what we were talking before you're talking about having a earpiece or whatever mm-hmm. that could translate the thing whatever mm-hmm. i think that that goes into capability versus like incapable capability so mm-hmm. let's say in that case i am not capable to speak spanish with you because i don't know spanish so yeah. it's a tool for me to use for me to understand spanish mm-hmm. but let's say in 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 the case of um whatever the, the chip mm-hmm. or whatever you don't need a chip to be able to understand like if you just have the earpiece then you're fine but if you have a, something that goes like straight to the chip now you're going above it it's not even breaking a capability barrier now you're just enhancing it to like another level that doesn't need to go there i think this is where we set the bar like me yeah. having an earpiece i would say it's it's a tool it's mm-hmm. fine but you implementing it and and changing your psychologically like your brain mm-hmm. to able to be able to understand spanish that's 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 not a tool anymore that's just enhancement yeah that well, you're basically becoming a superhuman in some sense because now you know every language yeah and i feel also on the evolution of man mm-hmm. if you take that aspect that point of view like the only reason why humans went from apes to humans 
is because we've been forced to 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 change, you know, to make changes. Mm-hmm. We've had challenges, but if you put a chip in your head, that's gonna make you, you know, speak other language mm-hmm. that quickly. Mm-hmm. The human brain is gonna regress, you know. Yeah, because so you're not you're not we'll naturally. Be, uh, yeah, you're not naturally evolution. going up. We'll, we'll be going down because now you 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 depend on the machine to do this for you. Yeah, so if well, you take the mm-hmm. if if like in a hundred years, a kid takes off the the chip is. Is as good as an ape, man. Yeah. Well, Literally, first of all, a, yeah, yeah. I still disagree with how you guys classify, talk about enhancement and uh, tool. But yeah, let's not go <laughs> into that s- disagreement. But also, in terms of uh, how you're talking about evolution, so I still see technology and how these sort of advancing in technology as a sort like a form of human evolution. It's just of a different type. So humans develop for for all of our histories. We've been developing through natural selection, right? Yeah. But now, like, if, if you're able to learn, I don't know how many, acquire the ability to learn 20 languages through technology, that's an evolution through technology. It's just a different sort of evolution. But are you, but we're talking about, like, because we have to make clear what we're talking about. Are we talking about te- te- the technology helped me learn these languages? Or thanks to the technology, I automatically, these languages are already in my head. Let's say it's a chip. These like, are already for, like, for me, it doesn't matter that much. The, the difference Cause that's, doesn't Because that's for me, it's much. like you're not learning the language. Yeah, you're not you're just using a chip to know the language. The, the, you're not like, learning. For, for me, it's like a... Like, I have to agree with Abel. In, in the, there's no said. difference... Let me finish this sentence. I was, I don't see the difference because as long as you're actually getting what you're get, like the objective. So let's say you want to to the end justify the mean. Yeah, as long as you're getting to the end, like for me, the difference in the mean doesn't really matter much. So whether you're, no, I'm not saying ethically it doesn't matter, but I'm just saying in terms of how you classify it as a tool or as a. So what happens whatever. when you take out the the chip? Mm-hmm. You don't know the language, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think so. You didn't learn the language. To me, that's what it is. You yeah, didn't you learn didn't the learn language. language. Yeah, but it's just it's like having Google, but in your head. Yeah, but it's just how you define you, right? It's <laughs> if so. If in the uh, in the upcoming decades, people are going to have chips in their head, and then they're going to have uh, these abilities. Let's say you're you're able to learn differential math in like two like just download it and you know That'd be sick. Or, or get uh learn languages and download it in your chip directly i feel like people are just going to consider that chip as part of themselves you know that would simply be an extension we consider the cell phone as an extension as well you know yeah but i feel like once it's inside your body but you see that's, you you will consider it as part of yourself. That's my problem. If we become too dependent on this chip in our head, because eventually technology would never have it perfect. Mm-hmm. It always malfunctions. Our phone, up to a point, it just starts malfunctioning. I'm just saying if we throw ourselves wholly dependent mm-hmm. on this chip in our head, yeah. then I think it's it's ine- inevitable that it's, it's not going to lead us down a good road. Yeah. Whether it could be somebody hacks you or exactly. anything that's, could anything that's, could that's happen. another thing too mm-hmm. and also uh just another like it's it's uh it's not really related but like they landed on the moon right but they can't get windows 10 
to work properly, you know. What the hell? But but yeah, to 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 me, because uh, the way the way you're saying it's as if it's like it's like okay, it's just gonna be something we're, we're gonna have to get used to. It's gonna be a way of life. But mm-hmm. I believe to for us to actually make that a chip in your head, the way of life, the way of life. For me, it's, it's just way too da- way too dangerous. Yeah, and the fact that he, even here we 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 disagree, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine in the future you'd have two groups of people: the one who believe who technology is the the thing to follow, and those who mm-hmm. believe that no, you know, we should have some distance, some some privacy mm-hmm. with technology. And it kind of goes back to the book we read in uh, in in English class uh, with uh, I forgot her name. But Fahrenheit 451. Musa Gini? Yeah, Musa Fahrenheit 451, like, we have technology and, and all that good stuff, but, like, at one point, you have books, too, that, you know, mm-hmm. people are not reading anymore, and mm-hmm. it's all phone, and mm-hmm. the next year you have a chip in your head. You know? mm-hmm. That's the thing with even that, because I don't, even the fact that we don't read books anymore, I would say I don't mind that as much because people are listening to audiobooks, people are are reading articles or whatever they're still getting in for people are still learning yeah for me the only problem is when people actually stop learning mm-hmm. period you could use you could use these tools to learn something yeah but once you put a chip in your head that already once, has the information the thing does everything for you for you then you're not what learning would be anything. the difference if, think of it this way what would be the difference if actually the chip re-engineered your neurons right and yeah. then you're Basically, your brain was able to learn through the chip. It's not as if you you actually did the effort, but it's just if as if you woke up this morning through uh, a, a t- tech device, you you know the language. The, the, is that is that because no, we talked about this before? We also had a problem. Is that a problem? We had the yeah, problem with changing like the site, pro- yeah. changing the because brain. Because that's not a tool anymore. It's enhancement, you know. Because you can't you cannot learn a language in 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 eight hours. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, but what's the point of learning then? Like, uh, that's what I'm trying to understand. What, what, what do you care about learning since, like, the, the traditional way of learning? I- imagine, well, I imagine mean, the people's, just, sorry, imagine someone's brain actually was configured to learn. The brain was configured to learn a language in, like, let's say two minutes, yeah. you know, and the person is able to get that, just know that language as they know another language they picked up naturally. Like, where would the problem be there? I think it's not, the problem is not how fast you learn the language, but mm-hmm. what you go through to learn it. Mm-hmm. Like, when you, for example, let's say, uh, you, we, we go to school, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, could do, you do like 12 years of, of school. Mm-hmm. And through those years, you have experiences, you, you meet people, you do, you learn that you shouldn't do this mm-hmm. or that. But if you just learn all that stuff in in two minutes, then you're missing. But you can still have the ability to go to, let's say, you can still have the ability to to travel to a country and try to immerse yourself in a culture, like a culture. But if you can't do that, but how many people are actually gonna go to do like what like what to what example that he gave? It's like mm-hmm. like what if I didn't go through the four years of high school? I just did. Not, yeah. I just got the end the end stuff. I got it and I got out of there. Mm-hmm. I'm missing. All, exactly. all the like failures, said, right? all the like, success, all the experience. Like, like she said, what's the point of learning? Mm-hmm. So you can say the same thing. What's the point of going to Spain and have, you know, 
uh, immerse myself in the culture and meet people mm-hmm. in order to be able to speak Spanish. If I already have if it. If I already have but it. But if, if my goal to, if my goal is to learn Spanish, let's say to be able to get a better job, I don't need to have that experience. That's my point. I don't need to go to Spain and have that whole experience of learning Spanish. If I have like a narrow goal of just learning Spanish to get a better job, for example, in my, in my field, you know, so cause it, feel, it's, cause it's, but, cause it's even, it's even like to your point, it's like, okay, you don't need, like, you're not, you're, you don't need to go obviously, but right now, let's say I learn Spanish. I go, I don't know. I, I'm in my room. I learn these things. I watch videos or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I learned a language. You learn all these. It's a weird word to use for this context, but you learn all these nuances, all these yeah. little quirky things, all these things that I don't think a computer, like you, we can make the chip as advanced as, as I want, but these, some of these intangible things, like even when we speak French to each other, we speak a little bit of Franglais thing. These are the things that computers don't pick up. You know, these are just the thing that with human interaction, we learn, right? Yeah. And for me, it's like you're, we're missing out on all that. Just for us to learn it quickly and do, I don't know. I just for me, it just loses the because as humans, we're already somewhat disconnected to the guy next to us. I I just feel like for me, yeah, it's I don't I don't I don't. It's not it's not good for for you the human the human yeah. kind. Yeah. yeah, your phone has become such a habit that if you go to the subway, everyone's on the phone. You know? mm-hmm. But is that wrong? <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. It is, right? Yeah, but why? You know, like I don't know. I don't know. A lot of people hate technology because... I don't hate technology. No, no, no. Like, a lot of people hate the way technology affects our life. But as long as you're actually not putting the the exact reason why a certain type of behavior is wrong. So let's say, for example, if I told you I don't think um, using your phone in your house is good because it just... Uh, it disconnects you from, let's say, the people you're living with, whether it's your siblings or your roommates, whatever. That's an argument that like, I understand. But saying that people looking to on their, just being down on their phone in the metro is, is something wrong, I, I don't feel like yeah, it is. That, for me in the metro, I don't care. But, I don't for, care. but for me, like let's say in a restaurant, like we're all, we're all at the mm-hmm. at the restaurant and then at some points, all men's are on their phone and I'm looking. Cause for me, I, when I go to a restaurant, mm-hmm. like I will not use my phone unless yeah. like the only time I pull it up is when we're, men's are checking their bank accounts, you know? <laughs> but like, <laughs> it's a funny story about that. <laughs> but I'm like, to me, it's like when we're out at a table, like, mm-hmm. okay, like, oh, we could Snapchat or whatever. But once we've done all that, like these things, like Snapchat, checking your bank account or whatever it is, that's fine at Danny. Mm-hmm. But once we're actually, I would much more rather after we get these things done that we engage with each other. Like we're not like there's moments like from when the order to the food comes, it's kind of, it was kind of like a just, dead moment. Men's are on their phones. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I was like, I'm like, yo, no phone. I'm mm-hmm. just looking at men's. I'm like, why are men's on their phone? Like we're talking about, talking about guys that I'm, I leave for school. Mm-hmm. Like you leave for school. We're gone eight for eight months. We have all the time to be on their phone. There's yeah. nothing possibly on mm-hmm. Instagram or Twitter that is more valuable than what we're having this moment like all together you know mm-hmm. as we're just all together talking so for me i could say that behavior for me yeah is yeah, wrong. yeah i'll like i'll definitely agree with you in that specific yeah. i don't i don't think being on your phone is is uh is bad you know in the subway i think the problem is what we're being um what we're being brainwashed into okay like we're so um like always on your phone, right? 
But behind that, there's also, I think there's also a, 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 an agenda behind the fact that, you know, cell phones have become so, so popular in social media too. Like, I feel like how much power we give to the technology, like they give us so much, I mean, we get, we give technology so much power that it's scary what they can do to us, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, uh, to want to finish the conversation, uh, like I would, yeah, I wouldn't want to leave this, this one behind, uh, untalked about, but, um, uh, like for me, what scares me about tech or tech companies, it's just how much power they're getting. It's not the specific technology, but rather how much power these tech companies are having and, and getting in and exercising on people and, and actually exercising, you know, so we were talking about uh, Facebook and the, the currency that they're trying to, to start. So Libra is the currency that the Facebook uh, is trying to, to start. So Libra is basically a sort of digital currency and, um, it would be managed by, by, uh, uh, like, a uh, a bunch of companies. So Facebook, the, the founding companies are Facebook, PayPal, Google, I think, and just some other big companies out there, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, people are, some people are advertising it as some sort of uh, cryptocurrency, but it's really not because first of all, the, you don't, you won't be, you won't do mining to, to, to create currency. It, it, the, it you, works on blockchains, but you, the 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 way uh, the mechanism mechanism to which the currency is created is not like Bitcoin or any type of cryptocurrency out there where you actually people go mining for the for the cryptocurrency. For Libra, what they want to do is actually have like a sort of like a board and like a like it's some people who will have like a will have decisions over how many like how many currencies to how how much currency to put out there you know in in um uh, in response to the demand of uh to the demand of of people in the marketplace you know so it's more so it's basically just a it would be if it it comes to life it basically will be something like the US dollar but it just won't be physical it will be digital you know, and it will be more global because, well, it's, it doesn't belong. It's not, it doesn't belong to a country or a government, you know, mm-hmm. but my point is if a company or a group of companies such as Facebook, who, when they came out there, they started as we're just these social media uh, companies were just trying to connect people. And then now these same companies are able to, to basically have a a big big uh, role in how money works in the world and you know that is actually where the real power is how money is controlled in the world i think that's just way way too much power to give to people who are unelected and cannot be accounted for except uh by some sort of governmental regulation although we've seen that government are be- basically failing to regulate these big tech companies. Yeah. Yeah. Any, I think, yeah. I think, uh, <clears throat> there's no politics without, uh, the economy. Right. Mm-hmm. So I feel like those who control the economy, those are, 
those who are able to, you know, uh, bring the economy up mm-hmm. have, have some power too, you know. And the fact that if you, if you give, if you give them, uh, currency, like if you replace your US dollar by the Facebook thing, mm-hmm. it's just another level of power, like you said. Mm-hmm. And they're not even elected. They're not even elected. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, mean, even if they were elected, you know, it doesn't really make a difference. So any, any last word? Um, about technology, I mm-hmm. just want to say, you know, we, we should be, uh, uh, willing that technology moves forward. You know, we should have enthusiasm, but, um, I think we can't let technology be the thing that controls us because, you know, I'd rather have questions that no one answers than, than to have one answer that no one questions, you know? Mm. Then, yeah, Take him to church, boy. <laughs> Take him to church. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to conclude with uh, the, the whole AI thing. You have Google and Alexa. I feel like in the future, you, you just ask Google and it's going to tell you one answer, you know, mm-hmm. one answer and no, no other variations. Mm-hmm. So I just rather have, I, I don't want to have one answer that no one questions, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get your point. Yeah. Um, for me, quite frankly, I just want people to be mindful of how they're using yeah. technology and, and from, and f- I would like for tech companies to be a little bit more transparent. I don't know if we're going to get that. And I'll end with uh, an answer to the question you asked, Ivan, about what, what the government should be doing. I, honestly, I don't know. And I don't think people know exactly what to be, what to do. Tech is advancing really, really fast now. But the issue is our, the way our government are set up, they're not set up to take in how much this much change, you know. So if I would like anything, it will just just be some structural changes to actually cope with how fast technology is advancing, you know. So I don't know what that would mean, you know, but yeah. mm-hmm. if you have an idea, just send us a, an email or a DM. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to end it on what Daniel said. You know, I'd rather have more an- uh, questions than answers. You feel me? So, thank you for tuning in to our episodes of uh, Big Tech. Uh, thank you for yes, yeah, yeah. Thank for coming. You know, I'm very happy to have you on. Um, yeah. So goodbye and good night. Good night. Good night.